Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. What is going on? I am not Canty or Carlin uh, or Amber, for that matter. I'm Shay Cornette uh, filling in for the guys in just a minute or so. We'll be joined by Matt Jones, and there's a story for that. Um, I have to critique both Amber because I love Amber. The last possible scenario you saw coming? Come on, really? And then also, dear Chris Carlin, uh, dear Chris Carlin saying loco, just, I don't know, something about it just doesn't, (laughs) this is loco. I'm like, really? That, I don't know that that goes exactly with the way you talk. Uh, Nonetheless, this is Candy and Carlin. I hope you can join us for the next couple hours. It's going to be fun here on ESPN radio, the ESPN app series XM channel 80. We are presented by progressive insurance. If you want to join in on the conversation, we welcome it. Let's talk. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. As always, we are presented by progressive insurance. Get renters insurance to protect the things that make your place a home including coverage for theft or damage just visit progressive.com uh today is a weird day in the nfl um i covered the bears for a long time grew up in chicago before i came over to espn i was basically doing bears pre and post game and all the things in between nonetheless cut day weird day um always weird for the players the guys in the locker room the guys that know that are staying guys that are on the fringe on the way out um I know it's like, you know, the day at work where you hear like half the staff is getting laid off and you've got to figure out if your friends are staying or going. It's weird. And so that's been today and yesterday and probably tomorrow in the NFL as guys figure out their fate and if they're tra- getting traded or they're staying put or whatnot. Nonetheless, probably the biggest news, though, that came out today in terms of who's staying and who's going is this from Adam Schefter. The Eagles are sending wide receiver Jalen Rager to the Minnesota Vikings in exchange for a 2023 seventh round pick and a 2024 con- Additional fourth round pick that would, uh, I think, de-escalate is the word to a fifth round pick if certain statistical marks are not met. Sources obviously telling Adam Schefter and ESPN. Jalen Rager, um, phenomenal wide receiver, fast, really fast, had a really fast forty time. Um, was brought into Philadelphia, obviously, you know, before things kind of blew up there over the last few years, to be a speedster and to make that offense faster, and. Um, you know, I think I think he's done that, and he's done a good job of that. And and the Bears, obviously, and I don't mean to do this, but the Bears, relating it to what I know, I know had been in kind of conversations about adding Rager as well. And and I was all about this, considering the Bears have like Darnell Mooney, and the list ends there with wide receivers in Chicago. And so he will be a phenomenal asset still in the NFC North, but now he's going to the Minnesota Vikings. And so again, that is the big news today. Um, one more time, Eagles sending Rager to the Vikings for a 2023 next year uh, seventh round pick and a 2024 conditional fourth round and there's some instances in there where that could turn into a fifth round in my opinion a good deal if i'm minnesota 
and hopefully a guy that can produce right away. It's KT and Carlin on ESPN Radio. And again, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornette, Matt Jones filling in for the guys here this afternoon. We'll actually be joined by Chris Carlin in, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. And I know that will be loco. <laughs> and I'll be sure to tell him that as soon as I talk to him. Um, but this week has been kind of the Garoppolo news. And I'm, I'm joking about Amber and, Car- and Carlin sit- talking about this earlier when they, I believe, filled in on Greeny. Um, when, when the news actually broke just a few days ago. And, like, now that we've all had time to process this, and I, I laughed about Amber saying, like, this is, was the last possible scenario. In my opinion, this felt like a very plausible scenario for a couple different reasons. Now, the reason why I kind of thought it was further out of reach was the day I found out that he didn't have a playbook. And I understood why. Like, if he was going to be traded to another market or another team, why would you fill him in on the offense and everything that's going to happen there in, in San Francisco? However, I also thought to myself, well, you're paying the guy. So he's on your, he's on your uh, payroll. <laughs> so if you're paying the guy, he should have something to be studying and working on. Um, so that's for one. And number two, what if he does end up staying there because you need an insurance policy for Trey Lance? I say all that to say this. To me, this says more about Trey Lance than it does about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, maybe he's not ready. I don't know. Who's been saying that forever? That would be me. Uh it, I hadn't seen enough out of Trey Lance anyways last year to make me think that he could step in and all of a sudden be the guy that jumps in for Jimmy Garoppolo, albeit not perfect. A guy who had one of the highest QBRs against a really good Rams defense and against a guy named Aaron Donald over the last couple of years. A guy that led a team to the Super Bowl. A guy that almost led a, 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 a less than stellar team than that team back to the Super Bowl last year. And if it wasn't for the final minute of the game, actually might have been there. Again, Garoppolo's not perfect, but he is a good quarterback. Not the best, not the greatest. But good. And he's a winner. And I think we have all heard on these airwaves someone say, look, when he plays, they win. What more information do you need? So to keep him on the roster tells me either Trey Lance isn't ready, which is very plausible considering he didn't play a ton of college ball. And last year he only filled in it filled in the gaps. But it also kind of tells me that, you know, maybe we haven't seen enough out of Trey Lance for what we need to see for him to go out and take us to what we're accustomed to seeing here in a 49ers organization. Look, let's just talk about that division alone. The Seahawks aren't going to be great this year. Although I don't think they're going to be as awful as we think. Like we had this conversation here at ESPN and on different radio shows like, and this is negative, but it's true. Who do you think is going to be vying for the number one overall pick next year? And I heard some people throwing out the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not in that camp. Um, I actually think my Bears might be one of those teams. Uh, Jacksonville, I don't think it's even possible for them to have the number one overall pick three years in a row, but I don't know. The Texans, maybe. I'm not sure. But I I don't think Seattle's going to be as awful as the number one overall pick next year. They're not going to be good. They'll be towards the bottom of the league. But I don't think they're going to be as awful. I, I just I don't think Pete Carroll would would even let that happen, um, and they still have play- hello don't they still have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf yes is the answer to that question, um, but nonetheless this is about the Niners and the Niners they still they they are, are in a very difficult division one that Garoppolo is very familiar with, um, Garoppolo as we hear Brady say ironic that those two obviously worked together for so long, you know when Brady took that eleven day absence what did what did we talk about well Brady's seen more football than most people in the National Football League will forget, right? And it's kind of the same thing with Garoppolo and Trey Lance in comparison. Like, he's seen much more football. He knows how to play in the postseason. He understands that division, and he understands how to win games. And again, I gave the stat 
and and the last time I got this app, he had the it was a year ago, so it was before this past season. But he had the number one QBR against Aaron Donald. Now a year has passed since then, so I don't know where he stands now. But still, that in itself is impressive if you think about it. And so if he knows how to go up against guys like eh, Aaron Donald in the Rams, Aaron Rodgers in the Packers, like these are things that you need on a winning franchise. And I think that was very clear. So uh, all that to say this. This keeping Jimmy Garoppolo around makes a lot of sense if you can afford it. And now you look at the bigger picture and you're like, well, when I think about quarterback rooms and death at the quarterback position, there ain't much better than the 49ers. There's there's not. (laughs) And you can go around and around, but there's just not. Um, I see some stats here on my screen, and I love this. Uh, Garoppolo had plenty of up and downs as a quarterback, but hasn't been reflected in the win-loss record. This we know. Garoppolo has a career record of 33-14 and as a starting quarterback, making him one of seven QBs to debut in the Super Bowl era as a post-700 percentage win as a starter with minimum 40 starts. So, yeah, when he plays, he wins. Very good. And the ups and downs aren't reflected in the win-loss column, which what more can you ask for? And that kind of reminds me of another quarterback room that's going to be decent this year, and that's the Steelers. Like, it was the same thing. And Matlack, our producer, and I were talking about this on the call earlier today and saying, like, with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin, like, this is going to be an interesting year. Yes, because you don't have Big Big Ben Roethlisberger, but it even feels like the last few years there's been issues. This year their offensive line is horrendous, so that's the biggest problem, in my opinion, for the Steelers. But, like, you know – As much as they weren't good and they weren't perfect and there were issues with whether it was running the ball or the O-line or Big Ben getting rid of it fast enough or whatever it was, it wasn't always reflected in the win-loss column because they still found their way to the postseason somehow, some way. And so we weren't ever criticizing Mike Tomlin, not that he needed that, because those mistakes weren't showing up when it mattered most. And that's kind of what has happened, obviously, with Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. Now, you could call that good coaching. You could call that being a good game manager. You can call that having a good defense or whatever it is, and it doesn't fall necessarily on your quarterback's shoulders. Um, Okay, so Garoppolo will be Trey Lance's backup this season. Hilarious to me. Like, why can't we just do it the other way around? And then if Garoppolo's not good, we put Trey Lance in. Anyways, that that mine was already made up weeks ago. Uh, Lance will be 22 years old and 125 days old when he starts week one on September 11th against my Chicago Bears. He'll be the youngest 49ers quarterback to start a season opener since the team moved to the NFL in 1950 by one day over Alex Smith, who was 22 years and 126 days old back in 2006. Now that's a good stat and I like that. Uh, So he'll be the youngest starting quarterback by one day over Alex Smith when he did it uh, quite some time ago. And so I go back to uh, oh, it sounds like Matt is here. Matt Jones. Hi, how are you? Hello there. I am very sorry about the problem. So in another world besides sports radio, I am also a – well, I do a lot of stuff, but I teach a college sports law class, and I was thought I would have time to drive back and get here in time, but the traffic, there was a wreck, and now I'm here. But you know what? I'm late, and I apologize, but I'm glad to be here with you for the next four hours. Listen, Matt. Uh, blank happens. I get it. Trust me. I completely understand. And I was just holding down the fort here, and I'm sure people are sick of hearing my voice talking on and on about Jimmy Garoppolo. But yes, so this is what's hilarious about this. Matt Jones, Shay Cornette here with you on KT Carlin on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones and I have actually like never met or worked together, so like everyone's hearing us interact for the first time. So, uh, Matt, it's so nice to work with you, and hello. 
Well, it's great to work with you as well on a big uh, football day. You know, Jimmy G, nobody's talked about him for the last 48 hours, so I'm ready to get in on it. I saw there was a trade uh, of Jalen Rager, which is hilarious to me since Minnesota literally laughed. Uh, excuse me. Uh, yes, Philadelphia yeah. literally laughed when Minnesota picked. Uh, I'm getting it op- opposite. Excuse me. Minnesota laughed when Philly picked Jalen Rager, and now they've traded for him to go along with Justin Jefferson. I find that absolutely hilarious. It's hard to look at a guy that you laughed when he was picked and then bring him in, but now the Vikings will have to do it. Yeah, sometimes you got to eat crow, as they say. You know what I mean? And I actually think this was a great. I was saying it earlier. A great pickup for the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, I wanted the Bears to go get Rager. He's quick. Me too. He's good. He's young, um, and especially because the Bears have legit one wide receiver on their roster, essentially. But anyways, this will be a good get, I think, to go alongside Justin Jefferson in Minnesota. And and, and I, I, they got him for a steal. What, a seventh and a conditional fifth? Like, come on. This is a great – this is great news if you're Minnesota. I agree with that. And, you know, I, I didn't realize you're a Bears fan as well. Are you long, the long-suffering with me? Wow, Matt, I didn't know this either. We're going to hit it off really well. Uh, I am born and raised in Chicago. I covered the Bears forever. So, yeah, I am a Bears fan with you. And, yeah, we're long-suffering here together. I wasn't even alive when they won the Super Bowl. Do you understand what I've been through in my lifetime? I don't think you get it. (laughs) Well, that is – the Bears were the first team I can remember in 1985, so that's how I ended up rooting for them. And I have th- what worries me about the Bears this year, I think they have a strong chance to be the worst team in the league, oh, yeah, which is very that. frustrating. Number one, here we come, number one overall pick. I'm ready for it. Give me the picks. It's fine. As, we, lo- as long as Justin Fields doesn't get you know completely destroyed and Joe Burrowed out there, like I'm okay with it. I'm okay. But with it would it. be it would be the Bears' lot like luck to get the number one overall pick in a year. There's like five quarterbacks, quarterbacks and they right. don't really need a quarterback. That and would trade. be the one thing that, that that well maybe, but it's hard to trade the number one pick and get value. But I'm with you on the the, the Bears and and this season. Who do you think the only other teams I think if you were going to take a bet on worst team in the league in terms of uh, record, it's either going to be Seattle, Houston, Atlanta, or Chicago. And I continue to be more worried it's going to be. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't see. I don't. Seattle's not going to be good. Let me just say that. I just. I don't think they're going to be like worst team in the NFL. Bad. I, I just. I don't. But see, think they have an incentive to lose, though. I mean, at least with the yeah. Bears and the Texans, and even Atlanta, if they play Desmond Ritter, there's you have young guys that you're trying to develop and make better. I, if I'm Seattle, what is my incentive to try to win this year? I mean, you have you don't have a young quarterback you want to build around. You're not going to do anything if this. I know in the NFL the idea of tanking is is awful, but I just don't know what 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 would be the purpose of Seattle winning this year beyond, especially with this historic quarterback draft coming next year. Yeah, but if they're at least towards the bottom of the league, you still have a decent draft pick, and with how deep the draft is, it doesn't mean you have to That's be true. the worst team in the league. I, I, I just, I, first of all, pride. I think I just don't see the Seahawks going down that road like at all. They still have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, and Geno Smith they and do. Drew Luck are 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 not good. Or what? Are not <laughs> yeah, good, but they're not. They're 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 capable. I would guess of at least keeping them around 500 or a little below that, where which would they still get a decent draft pick. I don't know. I, I just don't think Seattle's going to be that bad. I mean, look, Jacksonville's going to be better, but, I mean, I don't know if it's even – is it even statistically possible for See, them three I years they, in a I row? Think they, 
I think they have a chance to be significantly better. I mean, not make the playoffs, but you look at that division. I think that I think you know when you actually have a real head coach in position, as opposed to whatever. Urban Meyer did last year. I think you're going to see a big jump from Trevor Lawrence, and they also get healthy. I mean, they had a lot yeah. of guys last year no, they do. who remained injured the entire season. They'll bring. I think they're going to have a really good defensive front. Yep. So I think they have a chance to make a step up. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I, I I would be surprised if they are in contention for worst record when the season's over. So so would I, and I agree with you. And I, I think Doug Peterson just gives them instant stability since you have an adult now running the team, which is good news. Um, okay, really quick, I want to go back to this. Jimmy Garoppolo conversation because I was rambling and going on and on about this but man I just want to see what you think about the what my biggest takeaway now that I've had a chance to like let it marinate a little bit it, it, to me what the Niners have done here number one I thought it was weird from the, the beginning them not giving him a playbook considering he is still a yes. paid employee but I, I understood it if I'm like well maybe they've got something in the bag and they know he's getting traded and it, fine but he's still getting paid, so, you know, I don't really understand that. But anyways, so now he's got to catch up. He's familiar with the system, though it won't take as long. But to me, this news tells me more about Trey Lance than it does Jimmy Garoppolo because now you have a surefire insurance plan if Trey Lance is indeed not ready, which is kind of what we were all saying. Is he really ready? That's why this news was so surprising from the beginning. You're still counting him as the starter, but, like, Jimmy's waiting in the wings. Like, does this maybe tell you that, that Trey – while he's looked better, while he's looked more up to speed, maybe he's not ready for the, you know, 17-week gauntlet and postseason, which the Niners are accustomed to. It tells me a couple things. First of all, they came to their senses. I never understood why they needed to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I know the salary cap hit. Yeah. And they and, and they were able to renegotiate the contract. I never understood. I, I especially never understood the, hey, just sit over there in the other room and don't come near us while you're on the team. The reality is there were only two or three teams in the NFL that really needed a new quarterback, and it looked like, to me, they weren't interested in Jimmy Garoppolo. So there wasn't going to be a market. I think they probably watched all the preseason games and were crossing their fingers somebody would get hurt, which you hate to say, but I genuinely think that's probably what they were doing. And then when that didn't happen, they end up keeping him. But I've never understood the rush to get rid of him. I would think he's the best backup quarterback, along with Gardner Minshew in Philadelphia. I think he's the best backup quarterback in the league. Wouldn't every team want that? (laughs) Of course he's the best backup in the league. And then the but then the other part of it is this: it is very rare you pick a rookie quarterback, and in the second year you have a roster that can win a Super Bowl. And San Francisco does. So this isn't like Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Zach right. Wilson, where like you know you're trying to spend the year getting them ready. They want to win the Super Bowl, and if Trey Lance isn't ready, Jimmy Garoppolo is, and you can you win a Super Bowl with him? Well, he's gotten close. He was one quarter away three years ago. So I think it actually, whether it was a smart way to get there, I yeah. think they ended up with the best the best situation. Oh, we'll have more about this, obviously, throughout the next couple of hours. Jimmy Garoppolo staying with the Niners, and there's a lot of different ways to feel about it. Also, apparently Matt and I just became best friends, considering we are both Bears fans. But we've got Rob Ninkovich up next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network, 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Matt Jones, Shay Cornette here with you on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN App Series XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You want to give us a call? The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So big story this week, obviously, was the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo, who we all picked our places for him to go. I got to tell you, Matt, earlier in the uh, Sunday, not earlier in the week, Sunday over the weekend, I was thinking to myself, okay, I think Jimmy Garoppolo, I was like really throwing things out there, maybe going to the Lions. I'm like, heck, why doesn't the Giants go get him? They've got issues right now with their backup in Tyrod Taylor. They didn't pick up Daniel Jones' fifth-year option. I'm like, send Garoppolo to New York. I was trying to figure out all these different places for him to go, and yet here we are. He's staying with the Niners and staying put in San Francisco. Um, They restructured his deal, and so he will back up Trey Lance. Let's get more on this, though, and for that, let's bring in Rob Ninkovich, our ESPN NFL analyst, joins us right now here on Canty and Carlin with Matt Jones and Shay Cornette. Nink, what's going on? Obviously talking a lot about Jimmy G and the Niners not trading him. How significant do you think it is that he's going to stay put now with San Francisco? Does this tell you more about Trey Lance or about Jimmy Garoppolo? No, I think it's a reflection on Jimmy Garoppolo. Not many football players or, or quarterbacks in general would be okay with that situation and, and still and still stick around. I think it just goes to show you that, number one, Jimmy wanted to be in a situation where he felt comfortable and had some control. He just came off a shoulder injury, so he's still rehabbing that. That affected his trade value. Um, if you're on that team, I, could, I can't think of a better situation because the majority of the time, if your starting quarterback goes down, basically your season's over. I mean, if you look at any big – good team that's loaded that has a shot of going deep in the playoffs if they lose their starting quarterback their season's done it's over but the 49ers if they have some issue with Trey Lance or if he goes down with an unfortunate injury you got a guy that's got a 71 percent winning percentage that's played in big games that you have a lot of confidence in and everybody in that locker room has confidence in so I really think it's a win-win situation for Jimmy G he can stay where he's at he can rehab his shoulder become more a healthier player versus if he was shipped off to another team two weeks a week before the regular season then you're cramming in a new playbook a new system with expectations of a fan base to get you to the Super Bowl I think that that's really just on that's it's not realistic so now he's in a spot where he's comfortable 
and now he can help out Trey Lance, and hopefully Trey Lance plays well stay, and, and can stay healthy for the team. Because if that's the case, then Jimmy Garoppolo will be a good backup and then move on and be a starter somewhere else next year. So I've asked this question, Rob, to everybody that I have we've had on, and because I have a strong feeling about it, but you know more than I do. Let's assume that the whole overall franchise situation wasn't a consideration, that he's a second year, he's your future, you need to play him. This is a team that has the, the, the makeup to win the Super Bowl. If you were going to start a quarterback whose sole goal, the only goal was to win the Super Bowl this year, are you starting Trey Lance or are you starting Jimmy Garoppolo just for this year only? I think that's a tricky question because you drafted the young kid to be the guy that, that basically is your franchise. And then you had Jimmy G who has taken this team to a Super Bowl. So when you draft somebody and you have expectations for that person to come in and, and take over a role, they tried to trade away Jimmy. So they have ultimate confidence in Trey Lance. So I would say Trey Lance at this moment, because of the fact that they built this roster and they have an offense that was dedicated to have Trey Lance take over at a certain point. Well, I don't think they anticipated the market not really valuing Jimmy G as much as they wanted for him because of having a shoulder surgery. You know, listen, if you have a surgery on your throwing arm, which is basically everything that a quarterback needs to be successful is the ability to throw the football. Yeah, I don't think that they got what they expected for him. So at the end of the day, Jimmy G takes a pay cut says, hey, I'll be a great backup. I'll help out Trey Lance any way that I can to get him prepared. If something happens to Trey Lance, I'm ready to go. If Trey Lance is terrible and he doesn't do anything that you expect him to do and you have a Super Bowl contending team, you better believe it that Jimmy Garoppolo is coming in on the field. So it pushes Trey Lance a little bit more too. Yeah, I, I, I just I hope we don't go on Garoppolo watch sooner rather than later. I mean, this is what we're going to do, though, the entirety of the season. Talking to Rob Ninkovich right now. He's our ESPN NFL analyst joining us on Canty and Carlin here. Shea Cornette and Matt Jones filling in for the guys this afternoon. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and let's go to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Uh, we have saw over the last 48 hours or so him chiming in a little bit on social media, trying to correct some of the facts about what was offered and what was not um, to him. But the, the fact is, Nink, like there's still not a deal done. And he's playing on a fifth-year option. And so if you're the Ravens, do you franchise tag him? Do you just give him what he wants? Do you just let the season play out? Like, I mean, we're less than two weeks out from from the start of the NFL season. Well, that's the one unfortunate thing about being a player and the positive thing about being a franchise. They can control basically everything. I mean, if you're unhappy and you're the player, yeah, sure, you can sit out or you you don't show up, but – Who's that hurting? That's hurting the team. That's hurting the guys that, that are counting on you. I understand the reason for trying to make as much money as possible. These teams know they have the upper hand. So you would hope that the team would want to come to some resolution before the regular season. Because honestly, you know, if you're, if you're sitting there as the player and you've been a former MVP and you look at everybody in your draft class and a lot of other quarterbacks have been paid heavily since you've gotten in the league, you'd be a little upset that you're not making comparable money, which is totally understandable. So, you know, I think not having an agent is also maybe another factor in this deal. Um, Agents are there to be the buffer to becoming emotional. Things become emotional when you're in contract negotiations. You feel like you're worth a lot more than what the team maybe thinks. 
you know, the team is always looking out for them, themselves. And unfortunately, that's the business of the NFL. It's a business of the teams trying to maximize the player and trying to get them for the best possible price. Um, the Browns probably didn't help it out, help out the situation by guaranteeing as much money as they did to their quarterback. Um, so now everything's gone up. And um, if, you're, if, if you're a gambling guy and you're a gambling man, you can roll the dice. You can go out there and you can play the season out. And if you if you win, you win big. So um, I really think that Lamar, it's, it's going to be up to him. If there's money, no matter what you do, the money that he's about to receive is going to be life changing. He's going to be, it's going to be for the rest of his life will be set. So if it's 150 million, if it's 200 million, he should be set for life. Yeah. Um, so if he goes out and he plays and he plays well and he's another MVP, he might make 300 million. But it don't matter because he's going to be rich. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's a slippery slope because you don't want to become too um, – you don't want to be offended because you're the player and, and sometimes things can become offensive when you're, you know, look what I've done and I've been so good and I've been great. But the, like in the NFL, they don't care about what you did in the past. They only care about what you're going to do in the next four years. So, you know, I'm sure they take into account the, the amount of, you know, hits he's taken – and the risk that he takes when he runs the football, because he's not your typical pocket quarterback. He's not going to be a guy that you know he's going to be in, in, in for contact. And every time you get hit, there's always a chance that something happens. Um, so hopefully they get a deal done. I'm sure his teammates want a deal done. I'm sure he wants to get a deal done. Um, so if they, can, if they can strike a deal, great. But if not, Lamar seems like a guy that he might just let it ride. Every year, Rob, there's at least one team that comes from nowhere and ends up being very good. Maybe NFC, AFC Championship. Last year, the Bengals ended up in the Super Bowl. Give me the team this year that comes from nowhere, and you can't say the Chargers because I feel like everybody says the Chargers, which means everybody thinks them. But give me the one team that comes from nowhere and contends to go to their conference championship game. How about the Raiders? Nobody's really talking okay, about that's the off the radar. Why the Raiders? Well, I'll tell you why. Because you got Josh McDaniels. They went and got the best receiver in football. You you get Carr in a Josh McDaniels offense. I think that he's going to really, really, really be good. They got the slot. They got a great slot. They got a great tight end. They got a good offensive line. They got a their defense with Pat Graham as their defensive coordinator. I think that he's going to do a tremendous job. Not only do you have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, Max Crosby, you go out and you get one of the best veteran pass rushers in Chandler Jones. So if, if you're in that division and you're looking across the ball and you got two defensive ends that are going to hit you every time you drop back, that's trouble. That's trouble. So I think that the Raiders, with the addition of Josh McDaniels in his offensive mind and going and getting Adams, a guy that you can't stop with Waller, and with the defense that they're going to have, I really think that the Raiders are going to surprise a lot of people this year, similar to what Cincinnati did last year. Oh, the Raiders. I like that. We'll talk more about the Raiders later on because by association, they're associated with John Gruden. He spoke recently, but we'll get into that later on. Rob Ninkovich, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, buddy. Good stuff as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care. Be good. See you later. So, again, that's Rob Ninkovich, our ESPN NFL analyst here on Canty and Carlin, Shea Cornett, and Matt Jones. 
Matt Jones filling in for the guys. I almost said Mac Jones. Excuse me uh, for that. See, slip. everybody does that, Shay. I'm like, I, I don't want, I don't like that kid being in the NFL because now every time he plays, it's. I didn't need any more Matt Joneses in this world, but Maybe now I, I guess there must be one. Mac Jones. Yeah, sorry, that's just slipped out. I will say though, do you play fantasy football, Matt? Of course, yes. You have got endless, endless opportunities for names for fantasy football. Like, you, you go Mac Jones is your name or, like, the one and only or something. You know what I mean? Like, you've got ways to play with your name here that a lot of people don't. See, that's easy for you to say because you have an interesting name. When your name is Matt Jones, it's the only other person in America. Is it, if anyone listening is named John Smith, you get this. When you have the most <laughs> common first name and the most common last name, like it's just it's just generic. Nobody's like, Matt Jones, that's a beautiful name. So, I mean, I, I do envy people who have unique-sounding names because I've never been blessed with that. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I've had some good fantasy names, I will say. Right now, my current one is uh, – so my maiden name was Pepler. We're going to break in a second, I promise. My maiden name was Pepler, so I was Julius Pepler for, like, the longest time. Um, and now that I'm Cornette, Shea Cornette, I, I run with Leonard Cornette on, on fantasy football, like, all day long. So <laughs> Leonard yeah. Cornette. Okay. I'm here like all day. That. That's actually good. That's yeah, very good. Fighting Leonard Cornette. Yeah, I'm here all day for these. Okay, anyways, uh, we're going to go back to this whole discussion about Lamar Jackson because it, it is something to talk about. I think we all felt something, obviously, when Dak Prescott got hurt, and it felt like we had been talking about that that contract situation for so long. And then when he went down, it, it just hurt us in a different way because of it. And not that I'm predicting anything for Lamar Jackson, but we just, maybe that's why it feels like there's a little more pressure there in Baltimore. We're going to dive in here, Matt and I next. You're listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jones here with you on Canty and Carla. We got some news today. The DP World Tour has asked that the live golf players scheduled to p- compete in next month's BMW PGA Championship do not wear live logos on their clothes. That's according to an email sent to players from the DP World Tour CEO Keith Pelly on Tuesday. In that same memo that Pelly sent out, he informed players that they will not be required to play in the Wednesday Pro-Am out of respect for our partners, our broadcasters, and your fellow competitors. We ask kindly for you to consider, again, not wearing Live Golf branded apparel during your participation at Wentworth. So my question to you, Matt Jones, because you're much more up on this than I am, just so I understand all the facts here. So can they wear any logo, just not Live Golf? Logos? Correct. I mean, they're basically allowed. You know, golfers for a long time made a ton of their money by what they had on their hats and their shirts. And they're essentially saying you can't wear the Live Tour logo. Here's why I think it's fascinating. These two tours, 
what has started as a fight for players has become a level of petty that I absolutely (laughs) adore. I love when people get insanely petty. So the PGA Tour has avoided really difficult decisions by just saying you guys can't play here. But the European Tour, which is now called the World Tour, is trying to not have to do that, right? Like they don't want – some of these countries have laws that make it hard. So they're basically saying you can play – but please don't wear the logo. And, like, we're going to end up with a situation where there's going to be so much pettiness on the court. I never – on the course. I never watch this tournament because it's, you know, it's early in the morning and it's, it's in Europe, et cetera. But I'm watching this one because if one of these live guys were to win – that's a big smack sort of in the face because this is the last big event of the year where guys on the PGA and European Tour and the Live Tour will play together. And I think if the Live Tour, they really, really want to get a victory, this will be some high stakes this weekend. But uh, the thing I guess I'm also confused, why would Live tell players not to wear their own logo? Why would no, no, no. This is not Live, though. This is a European tour. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So and I was so, confused on who yeah, was asking European- this. Yeah, so the European tour has not banned live guys completely yet. They're trying right. to, but right. but they but they it's stuck in the court system. So you're going to have this period. This may be the last time mm-hmm. that live golfers play in a PGA or European tour event. Probably will be the last time. And the live tour really wants to get one last win before they end up taking all these guys and leaving. That's why I think there's so much at stake when they actually finish the round. Right. Okay. So now this makes much more sense to me, obviously. Why would they? So it's the tour in general that doesn't want them wearing live logos on them. Okay. Well, we will see what happens here with this going forward, but definitely something petty and interesting to monitor. We've got much more canty and Carlin coming up right now. See, now I don't know if I like this coming in with this song right now because it's not very nice. Why do we have to be sorry for Lamar or Miss Jackson? Because we do know that his mom helps him out as his agent. I don't want to feel sorry. I don't know if I like this song coming back here on Kid D and Carlin. Shay Cornette and Matt Jones filling in for the guys this afternoon here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. If you want to join the conversation, how are you feeling about Lamar Jackson not yet putting pen to paper? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Okay, so obviously we understand that Lamar Jackson is entering his fifth-year option with the Ravens um, that, that obviously was picked up in all of this. And so it's the last year of his rookie deal and they have yet to sign him to a more long-term deal now we've seen this already happen with guys like kyler murray so you could maybe argue matt not as deserving as maybe lamar jackson is and yet still they haven't figured this out we know lamar doesn't have an agent okay fine we know there's been numbers floated out there that he said on social media in the last 48 hours or so are not true so we don't really know where this discussion lies from my my perspective matt and my vantage point i was under the impression that these two sides had talked And that, you know, Lamar was kind of tabling it to focus on football. But it sounds like from the way he's reacting on social media and now the way this has been drug out for so long, that that might not be the case. That maybe he is slightly disgruntled at the way the Ravens have approached this and what they have actually offered to him. I don't know exactly who to blame or what to make of this. But what concerns me is the fact that we're less than two weeks out from the start of the 2022 NFL season. And he doesn't have a deal. And I am not going to encourage the fact that, like, well, the way he plays, you know, would assume that he could get injured more often. Because the fact of the matter is he's been hurt doing things outside of running the football in the past. 
But I think whenever you have a young quarterback, whenever you have an athlete on the football field that is worthy of getting paid the amount of money that he is, a deal should be done prior to the start of the season so that the focus goes to that. And you and I aren't sitting here talking about this. And while the Ravens are a franchise that I think always do things the right way, this to me doesn't feel like it's being done the right way anymore. Yeah, I would disagree with you on that, honestly. And I'm a Lamar guy. I love yeah. Lamar. Yeah. I, I, you know, even though he went to Louisville, everybody's got their weaknesses, <laughs> right? So I, I, I like Lamar. But I don't. I understand both perspectives. I understand why Lamar would look and say, "Look, there's this guy in Cleveland in my division that yeah. I am better than. You can't pay me less than him." And I would get that. I also, though, understand why the Ravens would say, it ain't our fault Cleveland did something stupid. And we're not going to follow someone off the stupid path. That was too much money for a guy that is not as proven. Now, I'd love to pay you, Lamar, and I will pay you what I think you deserve. I can't help it that Deshaun Watson reset the market. Both of those positions are actually completely understandable to me. Now, the the, the tough thing for the Ravens is, I just don't know what else you do because you can't let him go. And if there was an agent, this is where the agent part hurts. There would be creative ways to make this happen. I'm not sure that that's occurring right now. I think Lamar has a set number he wants, and that number is more than Deshaun Watson. And that's just not a number that I think the Ravens are going to do. And so – It's one of those things that I don't blame either one of them for their position, but I also don't think the Ravens should just have to bend to make a bad decision just because. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, that's a, that's a good perspective to have, but, and I, but I also am like, well, sorry, that's the way life works. Like the market was reset by Deshaun Watson. So, you know, the market kind of also was reset by Kyler Murray, who didn't accomplish as much as Lamar Jackson has. Like, And it may just be life. the case, though, that the Ravens have to say, okay, that's life. If somebody right. wants to pay you poorly, enjoy. I mean, I just don't really yeah. know. I don't think you – it all depends on what it's worth to them. They can have him for two more years with the franchise tag. I understand their position. Yeah, I hear you on that. All right, more Canty and Carlin specifically. Chris Carlin coming up right here at the top of the hour.